I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, sipping that bubbly. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Actually, I'm sipping some bubbly. How did you know? You saw it? You saw it through Skype? Um, all right, so I, I was actually kind of kind of, kind of hyped today as a Mavs fan. Mm. I watched Porzingis for a good... 15 minutes go through some uh shooting routines and uh man um so so i went to practice today and they open up the door there's a ton of media there and which i guess first one after more second practice after all-star break but you go in and across uh, at the far end of the court there is porzingis in his practice um shirt short like decked out and he's doing drills and stuff and he's doing all these shooting drills and it's just a, a sweet reminder because we haven't got to see him play basketball in a long time that a guy his size can move like he can and has such a pretty stroke. Like that is, I mean, you just like there's so many people taking videos and footage, and he was just doing these shooting drills and hitting like it felt like he was hitting everything. And yeah, it it's hard. To, I posted like a short short clip on on uh, Twitter, and uh, it was just like three shots, but he made all three of them. But uh, it's funny seeing the it's not it's funny and exciting seeing the excitement around the fan base around uh, what is to be you know next season and it yeah it, it's gonna be fun and he he looked he looked like he was moving so good out there like he, he was just flowing he wasn't like he, he wasn't timid at all it seemed and yeah it just it gets you excited man was he doing anything that required any effort or was he just doing some shooting drills? You know what I mean? No, I mean he was, but he was he was running from spot to spot and like doing his thing, jogging around. It wasn't just like him just sitting there and just taking some set shots and that's it. Like even like so he was shooting two threes and then going in for like a a mid range shot. And even in the video I posted, it was just three shots. You can see that mid range shot. Look how much air he gets in that mid range shot, and that's just like him. A lot of guys his size, like you think of like a. Uh, Ilgowskis back in the day like it was just like this tall set shot that's not his thing like he he jumps and he gets air uh, for a seven footer so like not only can hardly anybody get to that shot but he jumps on top of that so it makes his release point at what I mean seven eight uh, his release point I mean probably taller than no, that it's probably because no, like if he lifts his arms over his head that's already you're already at six or you're already at seven foot three seven foot five if you go if he goes above his head right then he jumps. Let's say he jumps two or three inches. You're talking like seven, I mean, it's, eight. <laughs> it's probably near like seven, ten, somewhere up through there, Shoot. as far as how high he is and or where that release point is. So it's yeah, it's exciting. Oh, it, it is uh, super exciting for sure. It's very exciting to watch to watch Porzingis just do anything. I mean, did, was it weird that he was in a Mavs jersey, just like out there? 
Doesn't it just feel yeah, weird still? I, I mean, every time. I mean, this is like the what second or third time that we've seen him in Mavs gear. But it, it is weird. I mean, that first time at his uh, at the press conference thing, you know, we got to see him some. But, but that was just like oh, kind of like starstruck. He was just kind of walking off, wasn't doing anything crazy. Like we walked in today, and he was like full sweat, um, putting up shots, running. Like actually had coaching staff with. Like he was going through stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, it just makes it more real. I mean, the greedy side of you're like, man, I wish I could see this on the court right now. But I mean, it, it's exciting, and you just, your imagination just gets uh, turning when you think about him and and Luca together. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna. And then on the on the uh, on the opposite court was Holger and Dirk doing their thing still, and uh, going through their little. How's his release route. point looking? <laughs> it's it's looking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, but yeah, it it was cool. Max, I watched Maxi do some shooting drills today. He was killing it, and then uh, and then I posted this funny video today of, of Dwight Powell and Jalen Brunson, and they were interacting back and forth in the shooting drill, and it was a type of it was a shooting drill to where before every shot, I guess they pick categories uh, or they pick a topic in which they have to name something from the topic. Uh, so they were naming like cartoons, nerds, and so it was like he named something. He named like Looney Tunes, and then shoot, and then he would have to follow up and name something before he shot. So uh, Brunson said Teen Titans, and uh, <laughs> there's only like and, five of them, and they start laughing. But his shot in the video, like it's, he pulls like a Steph Curry. As soon as he shoots it, he just walks off, and it was nothing but net. And uh, it was just it's funny seeing their interaction stuff but it's a fun team there's a lot of fun personalities and that's why dwight powell will never hit threes in a game he's a super nice guy he's super fun i'm joking i'm joking (laughs) gotta be serious can we be serious on practice can we be serious playing playing games talking about cartoons we talking about practice (laughs) man that that porzingis stuff gets you get really gets your mind going what do you think about this whole idea and by the way today we're going to do a league overview we're going to talk about our board bets that we made before the season and talk about where some of the teams are around the league. We'll get into all that. We also have our awards. We'll probably get into that. We have playoff picks too, but I don't think we're gonna, we'll get into that today. But before we do that, Isaac, this whole idea of, you know, like Porzingis looks like he can play now, right? Mm. And it's still Porzingis' camp that's holding him out of of playing. A lot of people are looking and, and, and saying, and I saw Josh Bo say this today, like, there's a lot of people saying, man, Porzingis looks like he can play right now. Like, well, yeah, he, he was out a year ago. It's been a full year since he was out, and he's rehabbed, and he's, got, he's gotten all the way back to this point. He should look like he should be able to play right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a – at this point, I don't think it's a fully health thing. I think it is a uh, – and I think we've talked about a little bit. There's a lot of uh, New York uh, beat writers that were talking about this before he got traded, that this was a – it is a uh, a different stage of the rehab. It is a uh, past the recovery point. Now it's a, a real bi- a rebuilding time and uh, rebuilding how he functions, how he uh, kind of goes through certain motions, does things. So, yeah, and – I. I feel like saying his camp is holding him out is kind of strong. I would say they're they're both on the same page. I would say Dallas is really, uh, really okay <laughs> with them being on the same page. Of, well, this this is just the plan. Dallas is going to be okay with whatever he wants to do from now until they, he signs that contract. So I don't True, know how it's much not, you want to put stock into that. It's not. Um, it's not the same situation as Dennis Smith Jr. So he's not sick. 
<laughs> I love how nobody got my joke when I, I tweeted out the thing about Dennis's dunk in the dunk contest. I never used sick to describe anything. I was like, man, he has a sick dunk in the dunk contest. Nobody got it. I, that's but that that's why I get so excited because I'm I'm really sarcastic on Twitter and I I do tweet a lot of like. Uh, cryptic or weird things and <laughs> when nobody gets it I, I just laugh but every once in a while somebody will get one of them somebody my, will get uh, it and it's fun yeah it's great all right let's take a quick break and when we come back let's revisit our board bets and look at where we think some of these teams will finish in the playoffs all right isaac so let's revisit some of our board bets we made before the season this is something we did last year i'm not sure if we did the year before i don't think we we didn't have a season the year before so um we we didn't do it we were we we signed on at the very end of the season, season before that. So uh, this is where we had all these teams. Are you ready for this? The Eastern Conference. You want to, I'll do mine first. I had Boston number one, Toronto number two, Philadelphia. So this is, go, this is going into this season. Before the season even started, this, these were our predictions. Okay. And we, we make a bet on it, and we never really pay it off, but it's just fun. Um, I had Boston one, Toronto two. Philly, three. Milwaukee, four. Indiana, five. The Wizards, six. Miami, seven. And Detroit, eight. That's where mine kind of laid out. So, uh, Milwaukee, obviously, a little lower than they are right now. Milwaukee finally made their leap. Um, And then, after that, the bottom of the East is... I don't care about the bottom of the East. (laughs) I don't care to be wrong about that. Uh, But, obviously, (laughs) missed Brooklyn and Charlotte. Um, I've had Charlotte in there. I feel like every year I have Charlotte and they just disappoint me. So I, I left them off this year. <laughs> and then on your side, you had Boston one. So that's the same. You had Toronto two. That's the same, uh, as me. And then Milwaukee three. So you had the one spot above me. Then you had Indiana and Philly at five. I had Philly at five, didn't I? You had Philly at five, which if Boston wins against, uh, well, that's a moot point. So they're they're neck and neck right now with Boston. So there's a chance that, that could be true. And Indiana's not. They're not. <laughs> they're not put, taking their foot off the gas at all. Yeah, that shocks me. I, I think that in itself gains Nick McMillan some coach of the year. Some coach of the year love. He's not going to get over Bud, but uh, I've been a critic of him in the past. Yeah, uh, his coaching stuff. And but and he's definitely proved me wrong. Yeah, Indiana is, is it's pretty crazy how they've just responded. They, they responded the exact opposite of how Duke responded the other night with with Zion going out. Oh, for sure. Duke was uh was lost and I mean, but that's what happens when you bring in you have somebody like Oladipo and you bring in somebody of similar quality in West Matthews to uh to I mean, it's like almost switching out even for even, right? At number six, you had Washington, so that was the same. You also had Miami at seven. And then at number eight, do you remember who you had, the eighth seed I, in the East? I did. I, I was really pushing for him. And uh, my only defense of this is Kevin Love's been out for a long, for the whole season. So, uh, yeah. My the whole Cleveland thought Cavaliers. process. Yes, I got um, him as the eighth seed. I did. I, I was like, I, there's so much that went into it of Dan Gilbert's going to be pissed Speaking of that, Dan hey, Gilbert's going to have a podcast. No, he's not. I promise you. We were talking about it today at Mavs practice. He tweeted out today. He's doing like a ticket promotion. It was like people uh, retweeting all this stuff, my new podcast, and just go to his Twitter. And it's like, and uh, it has its own uh, Twitter account and stuff too. It says coming 
to your platform near you or something like that. And I just laugh. There's so many things I'm wondering about because the speed of the game podcast. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thing. What can you possibly talk about as an owner? Like with, you can't talk about any players. You can't talk about the league. That's tampering. You can't talk like you, I mean, you, you have to talk about your own team. You're the worst team in the league. Like who wants to talk about the Cavs? Oh, don't don't say that. We have a locked on Cavs podcast that's that's doing. But it they can, but they can be critical and they can <laughs> talk about the league. That's the difference. Like if you're talking about somebody, uh, Dan, oh, that's I'm I'm so intrigued by this, Isaac. If you can't keep up with the speed of the game, then you can't play. Introducing the Speed of the Game podcast featuring Dan Gilbert. I'm so ready for this. So anyway, yes, I thought Kevin Love would be playing most of the season. I thought these uh, they had a lot of veterans. That was before the Kyle Korver trade and stuff. I thought they were going to be so motivated post-LeBron of, hey, we're not trash. Uh, I thought we are going to have a monster Kevin Love season. And, yeah, that obviously didn't happen. He's been out for the whole year. And- Look who's the first guest. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> There's Mark Cuban, no sleeves and all, sitting at the desk with Dan Gilbert on his podcast. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be so great. What? I have so many So many questions. questions. How, much tamper, how many tampering fines can come out of this podcast? I'm so intrigued right now. Is it just going to be an owner podcast? He just talks to other owners across the league. Robert no. Sarver's next. Okay, I haven't gotten full. I haven't gotten through the full teaser on YouTube, but um, I think that there's other guests. The CEO okay. of Stocks, Tom Izzo. Oh, he, what the crap? Cuban. He must be really bored right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, a professor of astrophysics. Okay, okay, so it's not just basketball stuff. But it's the um, speed so, of the game, Isaac. <laughs> speed. Of, who did I have at the uh, six and seven spot in my predictions? In <laughs> you, the had, East? you had uh, Miami and um, the six and seven. You had uh, Washington and Miami. We had the same exact teams. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know Dragic uh, comes back uh, today. Maybe. Ooh. He might. He might have came back today. Ooh. But uh, a, future. We're future hoping. Power. We're crossing our fingers for a Dra- Dragic. Um, yeah, Drogic. I always, every yes, time Drogic. I say his name, I have to rethink it in my head because of all you guys. All you, everybody's sl- made me rethink all you everything Slovenians. in my life. <laughs> every every pronunciation of every, I'm over here like Henderson. Am I saying that right? Henderson. <laughs> right. Cody Zeller. Like, okay, Zeller. All right. So okay. So uh, how are we feeling about our our East bets right now? Um, uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Cavs are not gonna make it. Yeah. Uh, I know that's kind of a bold take. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go out and say we're going to be wrong about Washington, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Brooklyn was, is the one that came out of nowhere. Yeah. And are they the only team in the playoffs that every single person watching them will be, like, cheering for them? Oh, man. Like, I feel Both like... Both East and ev- West? Yeah, like, if East and West. Make it. <laughs> okay, that's that's true. Well, Okay. I mean, I maybe like the, the Nuggets. Kingsman. What about the Nuggets? I feel like everybody would be rooting for the Nuggets. I guess and so. And Giannis. Giannis has a, an approval rating over like 1,000 right now. Yeah. But I just think the – okay, let's just say if Brooklyn plays Toronto, anybody except for Milwaukee, P- 
people will be rooting for Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah, because it's just the it's the cool story. It was <laughs> there's irony behind Brooklyn being the team that has not had their first round pick in like a century, and the year they finally have it, they don't tank. Yes, you know, and they, they okay. Should have should Brooklyn have tanked this year? No. Yeah. Why not? They they have young talent. They they've acquired it. They've done it in other ways. They had they had okay. assets in order to acquire like D'Angelo Russell, Jared Allen, guys like that. But are Karis they Levert. are they are the Eastern Conference final like a team? Are they an Eastern Conference final team? No, but they have young guys. They have max cap space. They have an intriguing. They have a because path. I feel like I feel like that same argument is what we're, I'm obviously not team tank and i feel like that same argument like why mavericks didn't have any of those players but to the tankers out there why like because there were still people this year that were saying they should just tank with luca and stuff and go for zion go for another pick and stuff like that that's what i'm saying of what is what's your limit because a lot of team tankers mindsets are they look at and say well they're not even eastern conference finals they're not finals contenders nothing like that so if they're just going to go to the playoffs and lose in the first round why shouldn't you have tanked anyway you got some young pieces why not go for another one you know that 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 mindset and i think brooklyn did exactly what they should have done like this is awesome they d'angelo russell in the playoffs this could be huge for him also like, they're huge for him. as of right now they're playing indiana in the first round that's going to be crazy if they go to the second round like, would Brooklyn be favored over Indiana? Probably not, but... That's the series I want right there, because I want Brooklyn in the second round. Indiana's 18 games over 500 right now. Yeah. Indiana's still balling out. We And we and we love Miles Turner. We have to root for Miles Turner. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's, that's fun. That is I think it'd be, fun. It'd be really funny to see him play Boston, but either way. Miami also, they're 26 and 31. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. They have, uh, they're right there. Detroit is 26 and 30, so they're only a half game out. Detroit's are, Detroit was right on the fringe for me on, to yeah, put in the eighth seed or not. Just because I believed in, in Blake and Drum, I thought they would be fine. It's just everything else I wasn't a believer in. I, I didn't think. I th- neither I thought the Pistons, it, apparently. <laughs> for real. I thought the other the supporting cast around those two would be so bad that they wouldn't be in the playoffs. And I mean, they're fighting. I'm not saying they are, but I mean, they're fighting for it. But it's going to be... If Charlotte stays at seven, whoever gets in that AC, <laughs> I wish Orlando would. Orlando would be fun. Orlando's right there. They're uh, they're a half game back. And they're like really going for it. I, I heard yeah. them talking about the other day of Aaron Gordon and some of those guys talking about coming out of the All-Star break. And I, I saw a reporter's question of what's it like coming out of the All-Star break and you're like shooting for the playoffs. What's it like? <laughs> and I, I know. I'm like, he's never got to experience that. Yeah, that whole bunch at the bottom right after Brooklyn. So Charlotte, Detroit, Orlando, Miami, they're all right there in a fight for the 7-8 and eight spot. So do we both agree that Charlotte will make it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then it leaves the A spot. And who do we think gets but the A spot? It's a game. I mean, it's a, it's a game, game and a half difference between Charlotte and all the way down to Miami at 10. I know. That's why we have to it's make our, our pick. So we're of remaking those- our picks. Yes, well, uh, there's the top six. We think Brooklyn gets in, you know, at that six spot. Yeah, yeah, that's so done. For, okay, let's just say out of those four teams, seven. Who's the seven and eight seed? Who's your two picks? 
Man, I'm going to go Charlotte and Orlando. Mm. Going with them. Going outside of my picks. At the beginning Charlotte, of the season. No. Is that – are you factoring in Charlotte because of Frank Kaminsky possibly – Having a big role, having a big Either role in, on the TNT broadcast, in the broadcast booth or on the court. Who'd you pick? I'm gonna go uh, Charlotte and Detroit. Ooh. How it is now? Ooh, keeping it keeping it the same. No Miami love. <sighs> now you're gonna make me think about it. Okay, they're take good, Charlotte out. I'm taking good. Detroit and Miami. Ooh, wow. No love for Kemba. Kemba's absolutely leaving if they don't make the playoffs, right? No. And was, I think if they're willing to pay him, I don't know if other teams are willing to pay him max. And if they're willing to pay him max, you got to take it if you're Kemba. Do you have to take it if you're Kemba? Uh, I think, this is I his think first huge max deal. And yeah, probably think, his only one. Yes. Yes. Dang. Yeah, players like Kemba's caliber, you're not an Anthony Davis type to where this is your one and only shot at a crazy max deal in your entire lifetime that will set up generations of your family for good. So uh, many, many a Walker will be walking behind him in the (laughs) luxury of his max deal that was signed. And when he signed away his career to stay in Charlotte for the remainder of his life. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's move on to the West. Ooh. All right, Isaac, let's move on to the Western conference. So this is where our bets were at the beginning of the season before any of this ever even happened. There's just so much craziness that happened in the West. I had Houston one, Golden State two, OKC three, the Lakers four, <laughs> the Jazz fi- the Jazz five. I remember that tweet. <laughs> the Nuggets. Remember that? the Nuggets six, the Blazers seven, and the Spurs at eight. Oh my gosh! You know the tweet I'm talking about. <laughs> that tweet that you tweeted, <laughs> and. <laughs> Guys, and I guys, quote tweet it. Everyone, listen to me. Get you better friends than someone that <laughs> no, will bring this, up, bring up some, okay. a seven month old tweet. Okay, you better you. not go. Do not go delete it because <laughs> I'm going to challenge the listeners to go find the tweet. Oh go find the tweet. <laughs> Might I quote tweet it. No, don't don't delete this tweet. Nick before the season started <laughs> tweeted this tweet. It was like, how did you how did you frame the tweet? In which you put the Lakers in the same category as Golden State and Houston. You're like, besides the automatic, the the top being locks I just thought the that Lakers, the, I thought Warriors. That the, I thought the top four would be Houston, Golden State, OKC, and the Lakers. And I thought that was the top tier. Yeah, and you put the Lakers with the war in that same group as the Warriors. Just that they and, were the top four. And I just remember quote tweeting, and then I remember the herds of people coming at you about it. And... <laughs> Somebody find that tomorrow on Friday. What a great Friday tweet to find. Was this before or after they signed Lance and Beasley? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know about that. I feel like it was before. I'm Okay, when somebody finds it and lets us know, we'll check the date on it. Because I just went back and I did this whole revisionist history about Magic Johnson's job so far. And they signed KCP and Rondo first. Then they signed LeBron. And then like a couple days later, it was the Lance and Beasley javel signings that everybody did you know that didn't make sense to anyone okay can can i let's talk lakers just for like 30 seconds here's my theory behind all of that and i don't feel like it gets talked about enough i think they signed all of those guys 
because they knew that far in advance that they thought they were getting Anthony Davis. Because the only way those guys make sense are role players in like the playoffs. So I think they signed those guys all along with the mindset of, we know we're going to trade all of our young guys for AD, and therefore we're going to surround AD with Rondo and JaVale McGee because AD likes to play four and you know buy out guys or whoever at the three and throw in Lance or Beasley and all those guys. Well, Doesn't the, that make more sense? The JaVale, the JaVale one made sense. They didn't have any centers. I mean, Zubach was the only center they had on the roster, and then Mo Wagner was the only center. So that one makes sense. The Rondo one makes sense because their their backup point guard the year before was Tyler Ennis. <laughs> so you have to upgrade mm-hmm. in that spot. And that was, that was an upgrade. Tyler Ennis to Rondo was an upgrade, no matter how Mavs fans feel about Rondo. It was an upgrade. $9 million for Rondo was a little, eh, I don't know about that. The twelve million dollars for KCP doesn't make any sense. However, oh no no not so, at all. So you, you gave twelve million to KCP, you gave four and a half million to Lance, and you gave three and a half million to Beasley. That's just that makes absolutely no sense. But they are one year deals. They they needed to find guys that would accept the one year deals because they either won, like you said, needed to make a trade during the season, and they needed some expiring you know contracts to do that, or. They just wanted to – they didn't think that they were going to be able to make a trade, and they just wanted to be able to run it back with a free agent next summer. And so they just needed to find guys that would fill that space you know, in, in uh, expiring contracts. But I feel because like – Because, like, JaVale and Rondo and Beasley and Lance – like, well, exception of Beasley because he just went to China. He's but already like, in China. He's already uh, in China. But, like, those guys – and theoretically, if they were on a different team right now, like the Magic, and they got bought out, like they would be sought after by some contenders, right? You know, they would. There's be some contenders Maybe. that would sign Javale. There would be JaVale, some contenders that absolutely. There, there would be. I think some contenders, if they needed a point guard, they would entertain Rondo. Like well, Rondo, I, yeah, Rondo and Javale for sure, but Lance, and- yeah. Lance maybe too like you never know so like that's a that's the thing I think they that far in advance thought they would get AD at some point this season and then rolling okay how comfortable would you be if they rolled into the playoffs with Rondo let's just say Rondo LeBron AD JaVale and KCP I'd feel comfortable in the first round but that's the second round exit probably yeah probably but I mean yeah but still, so anyway, that's my whole theory about their one hot one one year deals. But okay, so what? Right, real quick. After the Lakers, who did you have again? Who's the five through eight in the West? Uh, also, we don't know how how many of those guys were were LeBron hires. You know what I mean? LeBron comes in and picks his own guys. KCP, oh Ron, for but, sure, you know, all that stuff. Anyway, uh, after that, I had so I had the Lakers four, I had the Jazz five, I had the Nuggets six. Portland seven and the Spurs eight. So I had all the teams hmm. correct except for so far the Lakers, the Lakers and Clippers okay. flipped, and then then I'd have all the teams correct different order obviously. Yeah, but you could still get it right. I mean, the Lakers could go on a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're they're only what the three games out right now. Yeah, and they got LeBron, so I mean they could for sure make a run. Your your <laughs> uh, Western Conference standings were Golden State, Houston, Utah at three. Which they're not too far out. They're five games out of that. That's, I drank the Kool Aid on Utah. Yeah, a lot of people did. Uh, OKC four. You had the Lakers five. So don't go laughing too hard about that. <laughs> Denver at six. San Antonio at seven, and the Dallas Mavericks. And yes, I did number eight. Still believe it. Now, yeah, I mean, I didn't think people hyped up the Lakers so much 
that I did buy into the sum that, oh, well, I guess it is LeBron, you know, everybody says, you know, and they're young guys. Hopefully, I really, we both really thought that Brandon Ingram would take a huge next step and he didn't. So, I, I picked him for most improved. Yeah. And I, that's not like an outlandish pick. That's nope. not a Homer pick. Like I, nope. I, I like him. I, I, for some reason I thought I didn't have Denver making a playoffs, So I'm glad I at least had him making a playoffs. I feel like I talked you into that at the end. I think you did too. Portland. You didn't but, have though. Okay, I didn't have Portland, and then I had Dallas. Those are my Portland's ones at I four right now. <laughs> the yeah, no, seed. they did it again last year. They're three. This year they're four. They're just a solid team. They're just gonna win regular season games. That's that. Team. I don't understand them. Are they like the Peyton Manning of football? Like I don't. I mean, of basketball, I don't get it. Where they're probably who do you feel comfortable with them in the first round that you think they would beat? Like that you would put money on? You could uh, nobody. <laughs> like if if the Clippers stay. <laughs> You know, yeah. I That's mean, okay. Team. Even if they match up with go with you know San Antonio, yeah. I, I was like just th- I was thinking I wouldn't put money on it. I would feel more comfortable about San Antonio than any others, but I wouldn't put money on it that they would win. Is there a chance San Antonio drops out? No, none. Because they're they're just a game back from the A spot. Yeah, well, you'd have to get two teams in. Is it the the, the Lakers and the, the Kings? Possibly. Okay, so what do we agree on for the rest of the season? Rest we of the agree season, on. We agree that all these teams, the top seven, are all going to stay, and the eighth seed's the only one that's going to change. Okay, so who is your pick for the eighth seed? I'm, I'm picking the Lakers. Hmm. No way. Well, who are you? You just said. <laughs> I know, I know. Who, um, who are you picking? I'm really bad. <laughs> are you really going to pick the Kings? I want, I want to. I think it'd be cool. Uh, I actually might surprise you. Oh wow, Woj bomb! Really? Ron Baker underwent surgery to repair a torn right labrum. Expected to make a full recovery in four to six months. Is he on a team? No, he's free agent. Oh, did he? Did Woj really waste a tweet on that? (laughs) (laughs) All the news, Isaac. All the news is news. Okay. Um. Let me drink the Kool Aid. I'm gonna say the Sacramento Kings will make it. Wow! You know who That's I? That's a ballsy I was leaning, pick to pick Sac. You know who? I, you know who I was leaning towards though? Minnesota. Stop it! They are not gonna make it. I really was. I'm a. I, yes, I re, I really was leaning that way. Minnesota. If they're okay, if they're at the very it's end just of the season, you, you have all this love affair with Wiggins that I don't understand. No, I think I think Towns really good, and I love Coven. I just I like their pieces. I like Covington and Sarich with Towns, and um, even if Wiggins is like average and Jeff T, like, and I you're like know. the same age as Ryan Saunders, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take the Kings. You can have the Lakers. All right, there you go. Those are our picks. Uh, we'll do the we'll do our our awards at a later date. Well, that's how we're feeling about the playoffs. We're we're pretty close. In a lot of these, but obviously there's a bit. Houston was a huge one that that moved. Houston at the beginning of the season wasn't even in the playoffs, and we yeah. had them one and two. Utah is. I have Utah at five. You had them at three. That was a big difference. Uh, Denver we both had at six, and right now they're at two. That's a huge difference. Portland I had at seven. You didn't have them at all, and they're at four. Obviously, I'm picking Sacramento, um, second to Dallas. You know. Dallas, I think, could... Uh, You're still picking Dallas for the eighth seed. <laughs> uh, I, 
Yeah. You didn't no, even you didn't I'd... even mention them until a minute later where you had to think about it and think about all the fans <laughs> that you're disappointing because you're the homer on this podcast. Nah, I mean we'll see how the, how these next few weeks play out. But I don't think it's totally impossible yet. It's just a numbers game for the Mavericks. There's just two yeah, there's not just, enough yeah. games left. There's not enough healthy bodies. It's kind of the thing. We'll see. I think we'll get the vibe really quick over this next <laughs> week on if uh, they're going to be shooting for the playoffs or not. But okay, let me ask you this question: what What team in the West or East could you see making a stretch run that would be crazy? Like a Utah like, last year. Remember, yeah, Utah somebody, had the best record of the after the All Star break last year. the The Lakers are one. Um, your Minnesota pick is not bad to make to kind of make a, a little run. Um, Miami, if they get Dragic back, that was gonna be my pick. My, I'm just naming them all. I'm picking. I'm picking Miami with Spo Dragic coming back. They got a bunch of these random dudes like James Johnson. Waiters play good in Dallas. I love Bam. Um, yeah, that's gonna be my pick. I think they. I don't think they pass like Brooklyn or Boston, but. I don't know. I think they could challenge Brooklyn, let's just say that, for the sixth seed. Man, remember when the Mavericks almost signed Whiteside to this massive deal? Woo! Dodged, dodged a bullet. That's wild. <laughs> I forgot all about that. He's it was still, like a midnight he, thing, He still too. puts up numbers, though. Yeah, he still does. It was going to be Whiteside and Conley, though. That was the, that was the pick. Remember, remember he announced it on Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> he, is a, he is a notorious Snapchatter. He is. All right, guys, there you go. That's some league talk. That's some of our playoff picks, and uh, we'll see. I have Charlotte and Orlando as the 7th and 8th in the East. Isaac has Detroit and Miami, and for the West in the 8th seed, I have the Lakers, and he has the Kings and not the Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) It could be Dallas. I'm not counting them out yet. Uh, Speaking of Mavericks, tonight they play the Denver Nuggets at home. Mavs basketball. Mavs basketball is back. Jokic makes his way to Dallas. It's always a joy to watch uh, Jokic play. Uh, Hernan Gomez's brother. Uh, it'll be in Dallas. Uh, not, not Willie, but uh, yeah, uh, Nuggets are obviously one of the best teams in the league. So let's just let's see how Dallas plays this game. Do they come out flat from the All Star break? Do they come out hot? Uh, I don't know. I think we're all itching for Mavs basketball and uh, Luka Doncic on the floor again. So. Let's do it. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.